Hi there, it's James Withall, CEO of Rupert Resources. Thanks again for taking the time to uh, listen to an update from us. Um, see, our flagship project is the Ikari Discovery in Northern Finland, four million ounces, two and a half grams. And we are currently in the process of drilling more than we ever have up there. We've got six rigs running. So it's a pretty busy time and a pretty exciting time to look for more and uh, and show you how good Ikari is. James, I'm good to see you again. I just wanted to, like, just catch up with you at the beginning of the year and sort of maybe lay out the plans for the year. You are doing lots of drilling, but a lot more infill drilling because four, four million ounces just isn't enough, is it, sometimes? <laughs> no. Well, not really. You know, look, it's about, for us, it's about demonstrating how good those four million ounces are. And one of the issues, you know, it, it, you know we put out a resource quite early days, 36,000 metres. We're now 50, well through 50,000 metres into it. And I think it's important um, for us and for the investors to demonstrate that, you know, as we drill it out, it's still it's still as good as it was and it's hopefully going to get better potentially. So, um, yeah, that's these latest holes that we put out um, last week, I guess, you know, more sort of 100 plus metres, three and a half grams, more, some some narrow zones, like 40 metres at, at much higher grades. But just, just um, I guess, the problem with these press releases, Matt, at the moment is that you sort of look at the front cover and I wish we could sort of put the whole back page on there because, you know, some of those intercepts, you know, like 15 plus intercepts over 10 grams in one hole, all in a continuous zone. And you just, you just don't see that very often. So um, it's about, you know, continuing to show that, show that the quality really. Yeah. I mean, the, 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 res the results are amazing. They're obviously significantly higher than uh, what, what, what's gone before, which is eight. Well, it's a bit unusual, uh, quite, quite frankly. Um, but here's the bit that, um, we should talk about it because it kind of it kind of gets a little bit boring after a while for for if, you, if companies putting out the you know good results you know week after week after week and you've got a big long um, line of uh, results coming through from from, from assays. How do you kind of keep the growth component of this story fresh and front and, and, and center uh, as far as investors are concerned? I think there's, there's a couple of ways. Obviously, there, there, there's. For us, we're hoping that we can grow even within the volume that we've already drilled by just improving the, the quality of the, the ounces in there and hopefully you know, having more high-grade blocks when we next run it. But also, we are drilling to the extremes. We are drilling extensions to ICRI. I think one of the most important things um, in this last release was the fact that where we were drilling maybe uh, nine months ago um, in the east part of the deposit, and we it wasn't it didn't necessarily hang together so well because we had so few holes. The more holes we get in, the more it hangs together. So obviously that extends there. But that, that's only one aspect of it. In that release, we announced some more Hamer Central ones, which is one of the satellites, more copper gold hits, really nice hits from there. But we are still doing a lot of exploration. So there's four rigs to their ICRI doing their job. And then there's two on what we call new exploration. So this time last year, we had two rigs just to ICRI. And this, this year, we still have two rigs doing exploration, looking for the next dickery, effectively, or looking for the to, to find this. Because that's where you really make the returns on, on the invested dollars as well. So we've seen a little and we talked a little bit about this last time, at, um, which is, you know, of the M&A activity in the market last year. And, also, also, you know, and um, well, it looks like there's been a few attempted versions uh, at the beginning of this year, too. It, You've got to paint, as I see it, you've got to paint a picture of what it is that you are. I was talking to a, a fund manager last week about the, the moment at which companies have to kind of segue from, let's, let's talk to the retail guys and try and get them to, you know, 
throw a bit of money at us, um, and perhaps a little bit of momentum and, and, and sentiment will, will get us, get us over the line. You're way past that now. You've got a lot of institutional investors in there and they're going to be asking you and, 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 you know, well, hopefully they're asking you, what's the game plan for, for this? Because you've got four million ounces. You'll do your infill drilling and that'll get it up to a very meaningful number. But from what we're seeing from some of the press releases, there's more potential elsewhere. So what, what, what do you, what do you do? What, how, how do you position this? Because you don't want to be taken out now. You've only just started having fun. Yeah, look, it's, it, 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 this whole point, uh, uh, it, I think the opportunity here is because we're in a Greenfields exploration belt. Now, if I was jumped this and took it to the Abitibi maybe or somewhere where there's been lots of exploration before, yeah, I'd probably be like, found Hickory, or the chance of me finding another big deposit in a belt that's already well explored are really, really low. But the opportunity here is because you've got this really exciting belt, you've seen us expand our land package to 700-odd square kilometres now. So there is the opportunity right now. This is really the time to to step up the exploration, to find the other, you know, to use the knowledge that we've built up over the last four years to go go hunting for the next dickeries and demonstrate what else there could be. So, you know, that, you know, it's no doubt about it that, you know, exploration discoveries, as demonstrated by ourselves, you know, you $9 an ounce spent, $180 an ounce valued, you know, 20 times return on those dollar, that shareholders' capital that they've invested. So that business is still going. Uh, and and absolutely, you know, the team are more pumped than ever, probably because they know so much more about the reach. Right, so the, the team are because they're looking at it on a daily basis, right? And they they they've got the understanding of what they're looking at. But for investors, they go, you've sh- you know that growth happened real real quick. And that's why I keep asking about the you know is this a growth story? And if it is a growth story, where is it coming from? And so you've got you've got to allocate you got, you got to spend money to make money. So in terms of the forward-looking growth component of this. Some of that's going to come from increasing the resource size, for sure, but it's going to get a point where it's like, okay, well, there's a company in its own right. You've just outlined, well, potentially, what what we're looking at here is a number of targets which you feel equally excited about. So what what do we need to know about how you're allocating that capital, how long it's going to take, and and how that builds on the existing growth story? So... If you look at this year, and why really, if someone's holding the shares now, they're wondering, they're asking exactly those questions. Uh, how do we, how do we deliver on that going forward? So, the key elements. Well, you know, the money we're investing in Ikri is going to increase the value of that asset. There's no doubt about that. You know, whether it's by doing the de-risking with the PEA work, but also just drilling more holes into it and demonstrating it could be bigger and the returns profile of that asset. And every time we drill one of those hundred meters at five grams. You know, just think about how rare that is and the ability to turn that block of rock into dollars effectively is very consistent. It's going to be easy, a lot easier than most gold mines. So so that's going to come forward. So you're going to see value created there and some growth. But then layered on top of that is the original program we had, Ikri. So it took us two years to find Ikri, simply. Um, we've been, I mean, the first holes were in the area of 2019, March 2020, we've made the discovery and then roll that forward to, you know, May of this this past year, 2021, where we cut off the resource drilling. So it's relatively quick, actually, that process. So our point is that we have we have a whole portfolio of these targets. Haina Central is one of them with a copper gold target. Haina South, we have two rigs sitting on right now, drilling that as well. So we have this whole portfolio that we're working through. So a lot of these targets, we're not starting now 
for two years forward, we've been working on these things all the time. So there's a lot of projects, targets that the guys have that are already well well, well down that two-year time track. And, and what we've done this year is really step up at it because such a, you know, we see the opportunity really in the next six months to get as much work done and demonstrate. It's like you don't necessarily want to get taken out now. You want to demonstrate what else there could be. Well, you you, you definitely do. And the but 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 this this one this is where I'm trying to sort of wrap my head around around the story a bit because you're almost a billion dollar company expiration company story, which rare. Okay. If you're looking to do more and build build on that with some of these other discoveries, you know you're 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 not going to be an exploration company forever. You're going to have parts of the business are moving towards development, I guess, into production. You know, do you spin the production bit out? Do you sell the production bit out or the potential production bit out as I, the, the, the I guess the late stage development company out? And then continue doing what you've done quite well so far. The expert, you know, more exploration, make more discoveries, build build up the value there. What are the mechanisms or tools available to you to reward shareholders? Look, I think um, obviously, if you if you step forward a number of years, when this asset's in production, we see it as an asset that can you know you know pay those investors that came on you know a significant return through a yield that comes out of it, which would be above the levels of of, of you know, standard yields from from businesses. So, I mean, that's where that's where you turn an ICRI from what it is today into this long term annuity stream that pays shareholders. Um, well, explain explain that. What do you mean by long term annuity stream? So, if you've got a long life asset in the resources space that is generating, you know, it's going to have a an above average, and I'd say the average profit margin for for gold assets is like ten percent. Um, whereas the above average ones are like in the twenty to thirty range. So, if you've got an asset like that. It can pay your, you know, maybe 10 percent of that. That revenue can go back to shareholders effectively as a as a, as a yield stream that coming out of that. So that's your sort of annuity. But it's it, got to be but, it, but it can it, it can. But most companies yeah. don't do that. Or if they do, it's it's a pittance, right? It's it's, it's not a, it's not a significant contribution. But so you've got to walk in with a mentality of we want to do this. We want to reward yeah, shareholders. I, 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 Right, and maybe, and maybe that's the difference between me and the average CEO that comes into because I've spent all this time on the fund side and being an investor and getting frustrated that you weren't getting rewarded because they were telling you this great story about do you know what you know invest all this money with us up front we'll find this thing and then you know you're it's going to pay out so much money over time as you're right many of them don't because the you know there's always another capital bill there's something else happens the gold price falls um, but that's because the average asset doesn't have a very good returns profile ultimately. And so I think what we've seen in the industry is a sort of slimming down. All the companies are chasing, you know, you know the best companies are chasing the best assets for a reason, because that's the, the shareholders have now got used to this yield that they're getting off the companies and they like that and they want to stay invested. Um, and they want to attract investors, a different type of investor that wants that yield, pension funds, diversify their investment base. And so through that, I think the business has changed. Um, but unfortunately, there aren't that many good assets to feed that business. Uh, um, and when we, when I came into this company, the whole point was to was doing exploration again. wasn't to find. We had this sort of two billion NSR thing. It's very hard to sort of say what we really wanted. But what we we're really looking for was one of these assets that has these exceptional return profiles um, that can provide a yield 
fund the growth for the company through expiration and afford to pay that and not and, and still give something back for all that money invested and all that risk taken by shareholders at the beginning. Do you think you, you, you've come you've come from the financial sector? Okay, you're a fund manager at a well-known um, firm. You've walked into this environment and you're looking at things slightly differently. We've had some good conversations about what, what growth means, what growth capital is, and what companies should do in theory. Do you, do you find yourself looking, still looking at this sector and say, look, we need a bit more innovation as far as investors are concerned? You know, you used to have a big investor hat on there. Um, we probably still do. Um, or do you find yourself saying worn down and feeling, well, do you know what? Okay, I can now understand why it works this way. So who's winning that battle? Oh, I think I have a, probably a more balanced approach to when I was just a fund manager. I did work in the industry before. So I did, I came into fund management sort of like, you know, oh, I wanted to jump onto that side because I'd seen all the, the way that business is run. It looked more efficient. Uh, and certainly fund management can be pretty efficient. Um, but um, But yeah, coming back in, you know, 13 years, uh, you, you do probably have a bit of bias that you, this fund manager view again, it gets a bit strong coming back into it. You do learn a huge amount of lessons again, and I appreciate that coming back into it. But um, I don't know. I, I think um, I think the business has changed a lot in the last 20 years uh, and I think um, has evolved in a, in a good way. I think people should, should take that overall. I think it has evolved in, in the right direction. But also the, sh- the, the shareholder base has changed as well and the thing that i think the battle at the moment is trying to attract new people to want to invest in this sector and make it obvious and the only way you do that is is to really get sharp on the financial metrics is it a good business to invest in you know it's mining it's got a sort of there's a whole social environmental side which is esg side which is a concern to people um again how can you, again, those, only the best assets can afford the ESG cost, for instance. So you've got to keep on this focus. So, um, you know, it, it, it's it's no good discovering average assets because the cost to do business continues to increase. It, yeah, it's it, it's a really it's interesting actually because we we, um, we occasionally use you know marketing people and, and we, we, <laughs> we reached out to a young illustrator and said, oh, we need you to do this illustration to uh, for, for, for something which we're putting out there. And she said, I could never work with someone who works with a mining company. Right. Okay, why is that? Well, they're irresponsible and damaging the environment, et cetera, et cetera. She, she said, typing it on her computer, responding to us, um, and then followed up with a phone call made from materials dug out of the ground. So I think mining has has got a job to do in this in this sector more broadly about helping people understand the companies that do it well or as well as can possibly be and, you know, practices which are changing and evolving or need to evolve and change. So that pressure from outside is helping the industry change, change as a whole. Um, and maybe rather than get sucked down that, that rabbit, rabbit hole, coming back to my question on innovation, what would you, what do you think that you're going to do that's different? In term, for investors compared to what you have seen more broadly in the industry? Well, that's a, that's a significant question, Matthew. So what are we going to do more differently? I guess I'd say what we're doing more differently already it, 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 from, the, from the very first principle of what you're looking for is so important. So that the first principle is if you're going to get into this business, you've got to have a load of filters that you're only going to spend time and invest money, invest people's time and you know our employees' time on doing something worthwhile 
in the first place because you're affecting communities right from day one. So when we go and we literally go and explain what we're doing and why we're doing it, um, and you know it's been very well received. So so you sort of we're at that expiration stage. So I can't you know compare to the producers and all the work they do on sustainability and ESG side. But what what we can control is getting people to understand why we're doing what we're doing today uh, and how it can affect them and positively, ultimately, how you can have a positive effect in the area you're doing. Um, so, you know, because there's always, you know, I could talk about the shareholders and how the positive returns I can get that, but it, just having that built into the company and the culture of the company right at the beginning is what we're trying to do and get people, work with people that have that, uh, of a, of a, a similar mindset as that. That's what we can control and that's what we can we can demonstrate to people right now. Okay. I know you've got a hard stop, so we're conscious of that. You're going to, um, Tom, I think is going to come on and talk with one of our guys and get a little bit technical in a couple of weeks' time because I'm intrigued as to how you build this out. It comes back to that growth. How, how, you've got to deliver that growth story and you've got to therefore choose the order of play, which you prepare to move forward on and allocate mm. capital to. So. I'm looking forward to that, um, and I think more broadly in that conversation, we're, we're talking about what 2022 looks like for you guys. But you know, congrats on the uh, results, high grades, always a good thing. Uh, infill drilling, always a good thing. Um, we'll see you soon. Okay, thanks, Matthew. Cheers. <laughs>